Hey, Linda. How you doing today? I'm doing good, Glenn. What's going on this week on the podcast? Well, this week we're looking at the story behind the hymn of pastor-composer Alicia Hoffman, relayed to another gospel composer, Charles Gabriel, in 1916. Charles tells it like this. While I was pastor at Lebanon, Pennsylvania, I called on a home one day of one of my parishioners and found the lady in great distress and sorrow. Wringing her hand, she cried, What shall I do? What shall I do? And I replied, You cannot do better than to take it to Jesus. You must tell Jesus. For a moment, she seemed abstracted and in meditation. Then her face glowed and her eyes lit up. And with animation, she explained, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. As I went from a sorrow-filled home, a vision walked before me, a vision of joy, illuminated face, of a soul transformed from darkness to light. And I heard all along my pathway the echoing of a tender voice saying, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me. Jesus alone. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. He is a kind, compassionate friend. If I but ask him, he will deliver. Make of my troubles quickly an end. Tempted and tried, I need a great Savior, one who can help my burdens to bear. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus. He all my cares and sorrows will share. Oh, how the world to evil allures me. Oh, how my heart is tempted to sin. I must tell Jesus, and he will help me over the world the victory to win. Elisha Hoffman was born May 7, 1839, in Owensboro, Pennsylvania. As a young man, he followed Christ, as did his minister father, who had taught him the scriptures. Elisha was a natural musician, although his musical education was limited. He gained knowledge by personal application. Hoffman's first impressions of music came from hearing songs being sung in his home. Both of his parents had pleasant singing voices, as was their custom during the hour of family worship, both morning and evening, to sing one or two hymns. At an early age, Hoffman's children became familiar with these hymns and learned to love them and to feel their hollowing and refining power. Their lives were marvelously influenced by the little service and songs in their home. A taste for sacred music was created and developed, and singing became a natural function of the soul as Breathing a function of the body. 
During the Civil War, at the age of 24, he enlisted in the Union Army as a private. After being discharged, he then graduated from high school and later entered Union Seminary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Lucia Hoffman graduated from Union Seminary in Pennsylvania and was ordained in 1868. As a minister, he was appointed to the circuit in Neopole, Ohio, in 1872. He worked with an evangelistic association, publishing arm in Cleveland for 11 years. He served in many chapels and churches in Cleveland and in Grafton, and in 1880, among them, Bethel Home for Sailors and Seamen. Chestnut Ridge Union Chapel, Grace Congregational Church, and Rockport Congregational Church. After 10 years of marriage and the birth of their three children, his beloved wife Susan suddenly died. He now became a single parent with three young children and felt led to return to Pennsylvania, where he pastored the Benton Harbor Presbyterian Church for 33 years. In 1879, he remarried a woman named Emma, and they had two additional children. Their daughter Florence eventually married Barad O'Hara, who became the lieutenant governor of Illinois and served two terms as a U.S. senator. During Hoffman's 42 years of ministry, he wrote over 2,000 hymns. They were mostly written for the congregation in which he served. Those included, What a Wonderful Savior, Are You Washed in the Blood? No Other Friends Like Jesus, Leaning on the Everlasting Arm? No Other Friends Like Jesus, Revised, Down at the Cross, and Is Your All on the Altar? Hoffman had a ministerial heart and was drawn to the poor and suffering. While he was a minister in a church in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, he met a woman whose depression was so deep that it seemed she was beyond help. She began to pour out her heart, sobbing, What shall I do? Hoffman had been down this road himself and knew what she should do, for he himself learned the deeper lessons of God's comfort. You cannot do better than to take all your sorrows to Jesus. You must tell Jesus. Lost in meditation, suddenly her eyes opened wide. She cried, Yes, that's it. I must tell Jesus. As soon as he arrived home that day, with his words echoing in his ears, he wrote down words, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. In 1894, this hymn appeared in three collections Hoffman co-edited. In Favorite Gospel, the song appeared as the first item in the collection, Hoffman Music Company. This original version contained four stanzas and a refrain. It appeared in a condensed form, with the last part of the refrain overlapping melodically with the last part of the stanzas. In the chorus, the repeated high notes on the upper tonic convey the kind of exclamation Hoffman described in his experience. Music minister and scholar Royce Eckhart, writing in to Hebrews 2.18 and 4.15, 
described his this hymn in his pastoral context, Royce said, It's a great capability to be able to empathize with others, to stand in their place, to vicariously feel what they feel. That is a deeper identification than sympathy, which may be offered without truly feeling and internalizing the emotions of another. Only one who has experienced what another person has experienced can fully empathize with them. There is such a one whom the believer can turn. His name is Jesus. Human friendship as supportive and understanding as they may be are subject to disappointment and failure. Only one person can fully understand the human condition. George W. Sandfield, who published Gospel Songs as part of the Road Heaver Company, wrote, It contrasts with other gospel songs in that it is entirely a great confession, the kind of confession that leads into and flows out of salvation. Pastor and scholar Robert Cottrell was supportive of the hymn's message, especially in relationship to the era of, fall, of failing to seek God's guidance through prayer. Our wise Heavenly Father is at work in our trials. He can accomplish things in them that, allowing us a life of unbroken comfort and ease could not. What he will do as we seek him in prayer is either deliver us from the difficulty of the painful circumstance or give us a grace to endure it and glorify him through it. In the latter case, my troubles remain but I can bring glory to God by, by proving the sufficiency of his grace. We find that in Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. He served for the next 42 years in pastoral ministry, serving churches in Ohio, Michigan, and Illinois. For 33 years, he was pastor at Benton Harbor Presbyterian Church in Michigan. In addition to pastoring, he wrote over 2,000 hymns, including What a Wonderful Savior, Enough for Me, Are You Washed in the Blood, No Other Friend Like Jesus, Leaning on the Everlasting Arm, Down at the Cross, and Is Your All on the Altar. Many of these hymns were written for congregational worship for the church he was serving. He wrote both the melody of the, and the lyrics of the majority of the hymns. He also edited and compiled over 50 different songbooks. I Must Tell Jesus first appeared in the Pentecostal hymns hymnal in 1894. Hoffman died at 90 years on November the 5th, 1929 in Chicago, Illinois. I Must Tell Jesus reminds us no matter what the struggle, Jesus is they're with us on our journey and our path to bear our burdens. Do you talk with Jesus? I know you say the blessing of a prayer when called on, 
but do you have a time set aside just to talk to the Savior and listen? Tell him you're thankful. Tell him how wonderful he is. Tell him you love him. Tell him you're joyful. Tell him you're sad. Tell him you care for someone. Tell him when you need help. Tell him when others need help. There is nothing too big or too small. Tell him he cares. Jeremiah twenty-nine thirteen says, You will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, relationship is a two-way street. God created us, loves us, and wants to be our friends. But there's a problem. A sin, the sin separates us from him because he's a holy God. The good news is that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins so he could have a personal relationship with us. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Getting close to one who loves you most isn't as hard as it may seem. Billy Graham once said, Think of a human friendship. How do we grow closer to someone on a human level? The most important way is to spend time with them, talking with them, listening to them, sharing your concerns with each other, and even helping them when they need our help. And the same is true with God. When we read or hear his word, the Bible, he speaks to us. When we pray, we speak to him, and we worship him and obey him. We are doing his will and participating in his work. Just have a conversation with him. I'm reminded of an old farmer talking to the Lord. He said, Well, sir, in a tone calm and quiet, them corn tossels need a socking, but I got no string to tie it. Ain't had no rains along the fields as mighty dusty. And it's been so unbearable hot, Lord. The kids are getting fussy. Now that grass down at the pasture, it should be knee high. And if we just get a shower to, Lord, it might keep the cow from going dry. Oh, but listen to me talking. Lord, you'd think I wasn't grateful. Why, if you didn't know me better, Lord, You'd think I was downright hateful. You'd think I wasn't grateful for the new calf you sent and the money in the mail that took care of the rent. Ma's cold's better and Johnny's home from the Navy and that Sunday dinner, Lord, with chicken, dumplings, and gravy. And that new preacher you sent us, Lord, he's a fine young man. He's been converting them sinners to beat the band. Well, I guess I'll be a moseying on, Lord, and won't take up no more of your time. I guess there's plenty of folks waiting to ring up your line. Evening to you, Lord, and watch over us tonight. And don't go worrying about us, because everything's going to be all right.
Glenn play I Must Tell Jesus on the tenor sax. All right, I'll do it.
We absolutely love it when you visit with us on our podcast. And it's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends, too. We enjoy sharing stories and history about the old-time hymns, the authors and events related to the writing of their songs. We hope you have been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. Our music has been distributed to many places on the web, and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. It's our gift to you, our friend. Go over to YouTube and search for us. When you get there, punch the like button and the subscribe button. To partner with YouTube, we need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. You can help us get to that, and we'd appreciate that very much. This will help get our channel going. Our program is part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. It's absolutely 100% nonprofit and dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. We enjoy hearing from you, and you can write to us on this platform you're hearing us on. Or you can go over to our webpage at glendawsonea.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God God be be with with you. you. Goodbye Goodbye for for now. now.